I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I could not miss telling this story, which is in reference to today's Old Testament reading. And it's applicable for Sanford today as well. A new priest was visiting the homes of his parishioners. At one house, it seemed obvious that someone was at home. But no one answered him when he repeatedly knocked at the door. And he took out a business card and wrote on the back of it, Revelation 3, chapter 3, verse 20, which reads, listen, I'm standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to you and eat with you and you with me. And then he stuck the card on the door. And then the following Sunday, when the offering plate was brought to the altar, he found that his card was returned. And when he took it out, he realized that the citation from Genesis chapter 3 and verse 10 was written on it. And checking for the verse in the Bible, it read, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. So be careful, Sanford, when you go visiting your parishioners. Today's Gospel reading for the Feast of the Conception, which we celebrate, is a familiar and beloved passage For it tells the story of a young virgin girl, not yet married, but who receives a rather strange announcement delivered by an angel from God that she was to become the mother of God. And we wake up each morning not knowing what the day has in store for us. And I'm sure when Mary woke up that morning and began her daily chores, The last thing she expected was to be greeted by an angel who tells her she was going to be pregnant with a child. And this wasn't an ordinary child, this was God's child. And she suddenly realizes, favored by God or not, that her life will never be the same. It was about to change. It is almost like a Christmas Hallmark movie when someone mentions to Santa that they jokingly wish their life was like whatever and Santa makes it happen and then life is never the same again and the person cannot believe her life or his life has been totally disrupted and turned upside down. The difference between Mary and the Hallmark movies is that Mary didn't ask for this wish. It was presented to her. But the end result is the same, in that Mary's life was about to be disturbed. Mary's life was about to be turned upside down. 
And she would have a lot of explaining to do, questions to answer, embarrassment to face or overcome as a result of this new development. Her life was about to be transformed because of this announcement. And I'm sure that Father Sanford's life changed when it was announced that he was the favored one. The one chosen and called to be your next rector. Your lives also changed when he accepted the call to be your rector. And some of you will probably were relieved you were getting a rector. <laughs> while others may have wondered what this would all mean for your church. And as it was for Mary, and as it is whenever God gets into our lives, he has a habit of turning things upside down. He likes changing our lives into who he has called us to be and to do. And I have no doubt he will do the same in Sanford's life and in your lives here at Good Shepherd. Oftentimes we do not embrace change very well. We don't like our lives disrupted. We prefer things just the way they were or are. However, God wants to make changes in our lives and for us to accept those changes so that we may become who he desires us to be. And although Mary was perplexed, even afraid and questioning at first, how can this be since I am a virgin? In the end, she accepts the angel's announcement and moves forward in faith. The new ministry and relationship which you, the faithful people of Good Shepherd, and Father Sanford begin today is a change in your lives. This new ministry is not only Sanford's ministry, it is shared among the people of God in this place. You are all in it together. It is the beginning of another chapter, a new one, in the pages of this church's history. And together, your rector and you will write this new chapter together. For you are receiving a wonderful human being, a wonderful priest as your rector, a man who is loving, who is caring, a man who has a heart of a pastor, a preacher who will challenge you individually and communally as a church. An administrator who has a bright and intelligent mind and a creative and visionary spirit who will present new ministry ideas and insights that are applicable to this century and in your parish. A man who has culinary skills of an executive chef <laughs> and the tummy to go with it. Not forgetting that he likes to smile and laugh and has a good sense of humor. Benefit from these wonderful gifts and qualities 
of your new rector. Sanford is excited about being among you as your priest and pastor and wishes that you can both do wonderful work for God in this place and in this community. So I say to you, the church family of Good Shepherd, as God has called Father Sanford to be your spiritual leader, treasure him, cherish him as a gift given to you by God. Listen to and with him, help him to accomplish the work we believe God has called him to do among you. And he will probably not do it the way you have always done it before or the way Father so-and-so did it. But let him use the gifts God has given him to lead in the way we believe God has called him to lead. For I am sure the Holy Spirit led your search committee and vestry to choose Sanford not because he promised to do it the way you have always done it, but you believe he is the person to lead your church and parish and school at this time into the future. So be kind and loving toward him. Trust him. Pray for him. So that together you are able to achieve great and marvelous things for God. And for God's church. And for God's kingdom here on earth. My friend Sanford. It's such an honor and pleasure to share in this service with you and to preach at this service. It is also a joy to have you continue in as a priest in this deanery. And I've mentioned that on a number of occasions to you. God has called you to serve in this place. And although this celebration of new ministry can be seen as a continuation of this parish's ministry and your own, today you and your new parish get to renew yourselves. You get the opportunity to rededicate, to restart, to reset, to reboot. So first remember who you are and whose you are. Remember the one who has called you to be here. God called you. The search committee and the vestry were the instruments to make that possible, to make that happen. But God called and placed you in this part of his vineyard to love and care for his people. Therefore, it is important that you realize that it is God that you are to be faithful to. Never become too busy that you have no time for God. For he is the one who will guide you in leading this parish. He will be the one who will show you the vision as you and your leadership discern it. So listen to him. And in order for that to happen, you will need to spend alone time with him in prayer. Second, remember, Sanford, that you are called to be the shepherd to the people. I prefer to say 
that you are called to be the sheepdog of the parish. <laughs> With Jesus being the shepherd, the good shepherd. And by the way, in case you're wondering, bishops are just larger sheepdogs of the diocese. <laughs> We're keeping, we're keeping notes, Father. We're keeping notes. Jesus, the Good Shepherd, has chosen persons like you and me to be of service to his flock. Just as a sheepdog is at his shepherd's disposal and does what he requires, so too, as priests, we are at Jesus' disposal doing what he requires of us. The same way the sheep and the sheepdog need the shepherd, so too you, Sanford, and the people of Good Shepherd need Jesus the Christ. And even though, like all sheepdogs, we may experience difficulties and frustrations while working hard to round up the sheep, still take pleasure in what God is doing through you because of your love for him, the shepherd. Be like Mary, who recognized and embraced the miracle that was playing out in her life. And to believe it, accept it, embrace it, and to let it happen in spite of the challenges it presents. And third, Sanford, you need to have a balanced life. You need to take care of you, your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. I came across an article which speaks of imagining your life as a pizza with eight slices. <laughs> and each slice is an area of your life. Find time to rest. Spend quality time with Tony, who is your family. Work for God. Enjoy the hobbies you like. Spend time with God in devotion. Take your day off. And I will repeat that. Take your day off. Engage in exercise and have a social life. Try to integrate them or as much of them into your life as possible. It is not always easy to do all of them as a rector. It will take some time, but start today. My friends, your life together, the relationships you will share and the ministry you will do mutually are to be centered on God's call to all of us to serve with the gifts he has given us. Your life, your ministry, and relationships are to be centered first on loving God. God favored Mary because of her love and her faith and her obedience and her respect and her devotion to him. And she had a close and abiding relationship with God, totally dependent and trusting God and accepting in faith to be his servant. Sanford, God calls you to be a channel of his grace. He calls you as a servant to be like Mary, to emulate her relationship with God. And he calls Derek and the members of this church family to be like Mary as well. He calls all of us to 
to be like Mary, both clergy and people alike, and to emulate her. But he also calls all of us to love each other. And all people, regardless of who they are, as we work together in a spirit of love and respect. Whatever you do or say, always, always, always let it be done in love. So Sanford, love God's people even when they seem unlovable. Love God's people even when they are difficult to love. Love God's people even when sometimes you may not like them. Remember what Bishop Wright of Atlanta told us recently, and I quote, leadership is a particular way to love. End of quote. Leadership is a particular way to love. You, my friend, may be the only example people have of you, of what true love looks like, of what God's love is like. And to all of you, let people see how the Christians at Good Shepherd love each other, uh, that the people of God at the Episcopal Church in Tequesta demonstrate the opening words of that familiar hymn, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Let people see Christ through each one of you so that others too will want to be a part of what you have and what you're doing, a loving and life-giving relationship with God in Christ and with one another. May God continue to bless this church and may you, his people, together with your new rector, begin to write a new chapter, another chapter, as you work together for the furtherance of God's kingdom here on earth. Amen.